Subscribe on iTunes at Toddcast Podcast. How you doing, buddy? There he is. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah look at that jacket, man. That's a styling jacket you're rocking there, man. Thank you, brother. My um, yeah, my um, my computer is acting weird, so I had to do it this way. All good, man. All good. Thank you for joining us here in uh, Hollywood North, Vancouver, Canada. Oh, beautiful, man. I love it up there. <laughs> Whale watching and things of that nature. I did Arrow there. I was just going to bring up Arrow, yeah, because, uh, uh, yeah, you've worked here in Vancouver, right? Oh, man, such an amazing place. Uh, yeah, uh, of, yeah, of course. Like, people are going to go like, I know this guy. Why do I know this yeah. guy, man? Like, there's yeah. so many things that you've done that we all love. Like, of course, The Walking Dead. You did The Wire. Yeah. Always yeah. sunny in Philadelphia. Like I, I'm going, like man. I told my wife I was going to be talking to you, and, and and we're last night. Like like, what do we like you best in, man? And we can't decide. Like what's like for you? What's what's been your favorite stuff that you've done? Uh, you know, it's hard I to pick, really, right? Yeah, no, I, I very much treated like my children. So yeah, I, I love them all. Uh, but to, I was having fun playing Tobias Church and a lot of fun playing Tyrese and. Right. A lot of fun, you know, uh, playing Cuddy and a lot of fun playing uh, Clyden on the Orville and Craig right. James on All American. And so, yeah, it's uh, yeah, I, I just treat them like my children and say, I, I love them all. Yeah. And, and like, what a blessed, like overall, your career has been pretty amazing. Like did, when you're working on on The Walking Dead, like, did you were you like surprised at how freaking crazy that show was like success wise and like it was like it's cult following yeah i know by the time i stepped into it i knew what was happening you know because i came in at season three so uh it it the momentum was was growing rapidly yeah. so uh yeah I, I i knew that i knew that they were cooking up something really good and i was uh fortunate to be a part of it that's for sure yeah, hundred percent. And same for the wire. Like I thought, you know, the wire for me is like one of those shows that if you haven't seen the wire, dude, you have to watch that. That's that show. It's just that good. Yeah, that's true. And then once again, I stepped in in season three. So I had a bit of a moment to see what was happening and realize that something special was going on and, and uh, be happy to be a part of it. And and what's what's it like working with uh, Seth MacFarlane on the Orville? He must be uh, a Seth, guy, yeah. Yeah, Seth is a great collaborator. Uh, Seth is a, he's not always on. He's uh, there's a lot on his shoulder. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot on his shoulders, and uh, he carries it well. And it's fun and incredibly collaborative, as I said. And um, the work is the thing. And um, you can't find anybody more pleased when you're doing it, you know, when you're really hitting it. He's uh, just a cheerleader in so many ways. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, of course, you make so much content that we love, Chad. I I'm curious, you. when you find the time, like, what is it that you love to binge watch? What are you watching lately? Uh, uh, the Godfather of Harlem. Because I love history, and Malcolm X is one of my most intriguing people in history for me so it's godfather of harlem for sure yeah and and like what do you what are you uh what are you sitting down and like watching like 
an episode or two or do you no no no. i was been you know that was my pandemic go-to you know so i'm looking for the new shows to come out but that was my pandemic go-to and uh but i love documentaries and uh i love uh, cnn and espn and and the discovery id stuff you know i'm compelled by what real people are doing as well and how fascinating you know real life is as well yeah there was um there's a documentary i just watched uh where it's will smith hosting and he's and he's traveling the world with like oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah, stuff. Yeah. i can't remember yeah, what it's called yeah. yeah me either but uh yes stuff <laughs> like that is really really intriguing um because right? i love nature and you know i love adventures so yeah uh, i mean not to the degree that he was doing it but uh but uh yeah i'm a nature guy all day long and uh, i'm fascinated with you know geography and different places and the yeah. way the, the way things operate and you know the um a curiosity, you know, what's under that rock? Hey, what's in that cave? Uh, let's go over that hill and, and see what's happening. You know, that's the adventurer in me uh, that I was as a child. So yeah. that's why, yeah, curiosity is the main thing. Um, uh, and a fascination with life and and the possibilities, stuff like that. Yeah, that's why I like stuff like, uh, you know, we get into the... Uh, david attenborough and the bbc series and oh, all yeah. that sort of things like it's just really it's mind expanding it's mind blowing really big time big yeah. time big yeah. time man and and i mean you know you got the opportunity to go anywhere in the world it's at your fingertips you know if you're willing to click on it you know yeah M most just stick around home though you know most are <laughs> homebodies and they're happy yeah it's homebodies which know? is fine i love yeah. sports in a major way i love sports you know oh you do i was gonna uh, ask you about that as well yeah so yeah. what's oh, what's yeah. your sports then like what's your team well i mean i'm here in atlanta now you know so uh i've been fascinated with the hawks i was fascinated with them last year actually when they started to when they made the move to the Eastern Conference cha uh, championships, you know, and trade ice tray. And, you know, I just love, uh, I love basketball. I love football. I love boxing. Uh, I love tennis. Uh, but um, it's not many of them that I won't engage in because competition is cool. Um, yeah. Uh, so, but uh, in terms of teams, I'm fascinated with how, you know, five people have to genuinely work together in order for it to work. But yet, one or two of them have to be supremely selfish at particular times and to see it all play out and they find that balance uh it's fascinating to me so I, I show up at some of the games you know when uh when i get an opportunity I, I got my son i'm teaching him basketball and so i took him to see uh lamello ball and trey go at it and right. Lamelo was a little too mellow that <laughs> <laughs> nice. And my son, and you know what? My son was like, hey, yeah, 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 blah, blah, blah. I know dad swish and yeah, the wrist and hold it up. Yeah, I know, I get it. Now, can we get the pizza and the popcorn? <laughs> with yeah. So oh. you you humble yourself and realize that, hey, bro, at his own pace, because um he's really good at it. <laughs> and he has the perfect build for it, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he's 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 supposed to be six four, 
So, and he's very athletic, but you know, he's still a little kid. So let him have fun. But yeah, I, I, I'm a, I'm been a huge sports fan all my life, and from the Jets and the Giants, and uh, you know, back in the day, San Francisco 49ers, and I, I, you know, Chicago Bulls. I just love excellence. When when I see it, I love it. You know, uh, I grew up a Dallas Cowboy fan though, uh, big time, and uh, just ran into after Troy and and um, and, and Emmett and uh, uh, and the playmaker. You know, after them, they just didn't look like the Cowboys anymore. So I had to had to let them go. Right. You know? Yeah. Fair. And I think I just gravitate to excellence, the Aaron Rodgers of the world, and you know. Guys, that Tom Brady, of course, uh, right? You know, to do it consistently, do it on that that level, and just have you know have us in awe. You said something, Chad, that uh, that started sparking synapses in me. Uh, <laughs> where you, you basically said, like, you know, it, it it's those five guys, and they all need to kind of gel and work together, right? And yeah. even though they're all really good players, maybe it doesn't work well, right? Kind of thing. And and I thought the same thing kind of happens with like musicians. Like even though you're a yeah. really good musician, it doesn't like you get four other guys in the room. It doesn't mean that it's going to be a super group. It doesn't mean that it's going to be amazing. Yeah, is, is the same sort of thing with what you do? Like, can you get four or five really good actors, actresses on a on a on a set, and it somehow just doesn't work? Well, you know, the blueprint is the words on the page. So that written word on the page should be our Bible, if you will. And uh, everyone should be listening to each other. And everyone's goal should not be, oh, how I'm going to come off so great in the scene. But how do we tell this story? So you run into problems when people are like showing off and want to, you know, just, you know, chew up the scenery with how great of an actor they are. Right. And uh, the so, but when you get actors completely listening and present with each other and honoring the story, and you get a good director who can really sit back there and look through that square and, and see what's going down, you can get it anytime. It's probably easier than it is uh, for a basketball or football team. But you do know how much they practice. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> so, so I can't, you know, if we could get some good rehearsal time in, uh, which is a, a, a premium. So I, I would say that we have to come with our A game, our collaborative A game. Right. Yeah. When we do that, oh, yeah, we can we can hit on some pretty amazing stuff. From, I was just finished working on Girls 5 Ever. And uh, just uh, finished, I'm working on uh, three women for Showtime. And each one of these sets is supremely A-game, present, listening, let's tell the story. And uh, I've been having a a great time. And that goes for all those shows that you named off. You know, it's um, people showing up with the intended goal to make the show the best it can be. And yes, we're going to bump heads. Yes, that's a part of the collaborative process. Yeah. Yes, you, you got to figure it out. Yes, the energy of another actor could possibly have, as you said, your synapses <laughs> jumping <laughs> and you didn't expect it. You know what I mean? And so you have to breathe in, breathe out, and, and 
continue to relax, just relax into it. And, you know, we do get take one, take two, take three, take four, take right. five. Right. So with that, we got a good shot at it. Yeah. Are, are you a fan of the all the superhero movies that are being made, like the X-Men, Avengers, Wonder Woman and all that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I grew up with some of this stuff. Uh, you know, uh, the Incredible Hulk was my favorite. Uh, I loved Iron Man and Spider Man and Batman. You know, but uh, a lot of that stuff people don't know is guys that were working through being bullied, and so these characters come about a lot of times because they're an alter ego. Of course, I wanted to be the Incredible Hulk because I wanted to turn into the thing that could take care of me. You know what I mean? Yeah. I wasn't a big guy back then. Uh, and so those uh, flights of fancy into those uh, different types of characters uh, was very much a part of my life. So, yeah, yeah, I still dig it. I, it's getting really elaborate. And, and, my, and so on my son to tell me because <laughs> I, I can't catch it all as well as he can with all the sequels and different things going on. But yeah. yeah, no, I love those. I loved Wonder Woman, of course. Yeah. Yeah. And well, which, which superpower would you want to have? Uh, I think I would want to be invisible more than anything else. But if I had to, you know, do a dual thing, it would be as strong as the Incredible Hulk and invisible. <laughs> you just love the Hulk, eh? <laughs> well, awesome. but I could do some real damage, right? You can't even see me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so if I could combine... You know the Invisible Man with uh with the Incredible Hulk that that would be my yeah. premiere. Dude. <laughs> nice. Uh, okay, so to to one of the reasons why we're we're having you on the podcast today, you're starting a podcast. At, That's at correct. Well. So it's yeah, the Humble, Humble Hollywood. Hollywood. Oh, you got it. Go ahead. Yeah, so Humble Hollywood podcast with Chad. That's correct. So so walk us down, like walk us like how did you get to this point? Well, you know what? First and foremost, I always, this is going to be strange, but I always loved the radio DJ. Kirby Carmichael, the rock and jock, you know, um, and always wanted to be the broadcaster, you know, Chad Colvin, CBS News reporting. (laughs) So I was fascinated with that, fascinated with communications as well. Acting is a form of communication too. So language and, you know, Shakespeare and things, just language, really loving language. And um, the art of conversation, man. A good conversation is incredibly nurturing. A great conversation can do wonders for divisiveness, ignorance, you know, uh, uh, fear, if you're willing to just open up and have that conversation. So we're trying to nurture the audience and just build more connectivity and get away from the divisiveness and um, and just have fun, have a good time talking to one another, especially during this time, the pandemic. You can't go here, there, and everywhere. So you can sit and, and listen and be nurtured by good conversation and compelling human beings. And, and we can do it in a way that's kind and we can do it in a way that's uplifting and we can do it in a way that's fun. Because if I can you know, live, learn, laugh repeat yeah exactly (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) when are you you thinking of launching uh, the podcast well first thing we're going to do right now is have a launch potty and that's going to happen in vegas on april the 16th 
So you'll be able to zoom into the party and, you know, we'll have people like Charlie Day and Glenn Howerton and we'll have the guys from uh, Da Vinci and from BMF and uh, Daniel Ezra. And then in the studio, in the theater itself, people like, you know, um, the new Captain America will be in the house, you know. Yeah. Uh, uh, so uh, Anthony Mackey and uh, Omar Dorsey, and and so we got we got comedians showing up, we got singers. Um, so we'll be it'll just be one big kind of feel like a late night party, you know. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, so that's gonna happen on sixteenth, but everything will be on the link, uh, or if you go to uh, humble uh, on Instagram, you know, you go to humble Hollywood W Chad. So the width is the W. Yeah. So yeah, once you go there, we'll we'll have all the information for you, and uh, you'll be able to see the digital flyer, and you'll be able to purchase your tickets and purchase your Zoom ticket or purchase your ticket to be in the theater live while we tape it. Right, right, right. And then, so after that, the, the streaming platform that we end up going with, they will use that to launch the show. And then the preceding episodes will be once a week with one individual. Yeah. 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 Dude, that sounds amazing. I, I wanted to point out one thing for you. Yes. I think it was on your Twitter page that you'd said something like, uh, I think it was like humblehollywood.org. Uh, yeah. See, so I clicked now, it. Right. But I know that's something that we, that's a clothing line, right? Young yeah. lady. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We fit, we fix, we fit. That's because they're humblehollywood.com and we're humblehollywood.org. Right. Okay. But the podcast itself is not, that's a separate entity. Right. The podcast itself would be a separate entity. So you, you have to put in humble Hollywood podcast. Right. 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 W chat. And then, you know, that way you won't have any confusion. You'll find it, yeah. You know, yeah. I found it interesting on the bio that was sent to me um, yes. from, from your press uh, people. You spent sure. four years in the Army? In the Army. So, yeah, and then yeah, here so, we go. Now watch yeah, this. So tell us about that, man. Cool. Cameraman. I was a video cameraman, and I was doing, um, I was working in communications. I did radio and TV. Yeah. All and this is like all prior to you acting, of course, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I had already, I was acting in high school. Uh, you know, seriously, I already knew. And I did one year of college at VCU because inevitably I was supposed to go to NYU, Tisch School of the Arts, and uh, things fell apart because Ronald Reagan made some choices that took uh, a real opportunity from me. But, you know, I kept moving. And so once I went to VCU for a year, it's a wonderful school great training ground, but I was so advanced in what I was taught in high school from my teacher who had gone to the American Academy of Dramatic Arts. So I was already learning so much uh, technique that, you know, you, you get bored fast when you know things that other people are just trying to learn for the first time. Yeah, you just kind of sitting around. Exactly. So I decided to go into the military and I said, you know, I love communications. So let me go and see if I can find the vocation that will allow me to not struggle when I get to New York. And so that was the idea behind it. And they, I walked in and, and asked, what do you have in communication? And they had an audiovisual specialist. It was a brand new job, 84 Foxtrot, 
because they name everything, you know. And um, they showed me that I could travel all around the world, shoot video, photography, uh, being in the studio, recording things. And I was like, wow, that's for me. So that's what I did. And yeah, it was the most amazing experience. I got to see, pretty much see the world. And um, everywhere from Alaska to Japan, uh so it was an incredible experience so much time in germany the netherlands and um yeah just just an amazing time and then i and i came out and went on to new york and went on to pursue my career and found out quickly that all those four years in the army didn't mean much to the the world out there when you're trying to compete with all these other big time communication schools especially when you're in new york did not get one job interview. <laughs> oh, not even one. I put the resume together. No one called. And so the first thing I ended up doing was being a stand-in on the Cosby show. And uh, and I just kept moving from there. Wow. Wow. All right, Chad, let's get outside of acting real quick here. Yeah. And then what, sure, sure. what you're known for. Uh, what's the music like in the Coleman house? Like as a kid, what are your parents? Uh -huh. What are you being influenced oh, by? Um, uh, Sam Cook. Uh, Sam Cook and uh, Sam Cook on the gospel side first, you know, uh, but uh, Joe Tex and um, what's the Wilson guy? Um, but it's you know it's 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 um, it's R and B from the fifties sixties type of music, you know. Everybody's jumping and dancing around. James Brown, you know, um, yeah, definitely James Brown, Young Michael Jackson. That type of stuff. Yeah. But mo a lot of gospel, too, now. A lot of gospel. Okay. Okay. So what was your first concert, then? Oh, uh, Sugar Hill Gang. And, oh, and, no. At the Rich nice. Richmond Coliseum. Okay. Yeah, the Sugar Hill Gang. And it was amazing, man. What, what a... what a, I, I can vividly remember that concert. I, I had on... I had some orange corduroy pants on. And, <laughs> and it, they went over well with, with uh, some... Niceties in the crowd, <laughs> and, uh, yes. and the Sugar Hill Gang was amazing. You know, uh, again, language man, rap was uh, super compelling, super compelling. So, and how how old were you for that? Then? Uh, I, I I had to be. I I think I was sixteen. Okay, sixteen, seventeen. Yeah, I was sixteen, seventeen. Wow. Because we, I mean, like I, I grew up in a foster home, man. Like I I didn't go to McDonald's until I was uh, thirteen. That wow. was the first time I went to McDonald's. Yeah, saw my first movie at thirteen and went to McDonald's the same day. Wow, yeah. what was the first movie you saw? Let's do it again. Let's do it again. Okay. Uh, so that, yeah, that's Sidney Poitier with uh, Bill Cosby. Right, yeah. right. Hilarious, hilarious, great, and uh, yeah, went went with my cousin and uh, a kid in the candy store. Kid in the candy store. Yeah, exactly. I want to bring it back to you were saying, you know, the conversation, how it makes people feel and all that. Yes. Would you feel good thinking about that stuff? Oh, of course. Of course. <laughs> big time, sure do, right? That's what I'm saying. Like, that's, yeah, man. that's what I'm saying. That conversation is incredibly powerful, you know, to have an exchange. We don't per se know each other, but look at us. Here we are. You're willing to ask and listen. I'm willing to talk and listen. And all of a sudden you're having a gratifying time. Yeah. That's yeah, good, man. Yeah. Do you do you believe uh, aliens have visited Earth? Do you think that maybe they live among us? 
Absolutely. There's just no question there's other life forms because, uh, you know, I'm wanting to understand the power of the spirit, you know. Um, I think it would be foolish of us to think that we're the only species we have. We have evidence of it, but uh, yeah, and it's not something I, uh, that I'm fearful of. No, uh, that that what we're speaking of is, it's, to me, I always talk about the Creator, that which created me. You know, uh, I didn't, I don't believe created me for harm, you know, or to or to harm. I really don't. I just believe that we have free will. And once we rock into in this form, you know, it takes on different challenges and uh, some people handle it, you know, uh, in a way that's that that breathe, breathes togetherness and others do it in a way that it's it makes it a little tougher. So, but yeah, I, I, I would I would gladly invite an alien. I play one on TV. <laughs> I, play, yes. I play Clyde on the Orville, not no, really, yeah. that, but just saying, you know. So um, the possibilities, of course, and and I don't I don't see it in a nefarious, ominous type of way. Yeah, yeah. All right, Chad. I, I want to respect your time here, man. I'll ask you a couple more questions. We'll we'll wrap it up here. So, uh, okay, bro. T- tell us a, a near death story, like where you're like, holy Ooh. crap! I could have died just now. Okay. Um, I was driving on the highway in Kansas because I, I was stationed at Fort Leavenworth, right? And I was coming around a bend and it was construction. I, it was a blind bend. And just around the bend, because of the construction, there's a car. So I take harsh, hard left. What the hard left made the car spin twice across the highway of the oncoming traffic, right? And then I... And, and all the way back, it went across that, you know, all going there, then swirling still coming back across to the ongoing on this side. And I slammed into the wall facing the oncoming traffic, but, you know, off on the side of the road. So <laughs> that's not, <laughs> but just as calm. Everything felt in slow motion, man. I was it just going to say, like, it's yeah. crazy, right? Like in those circumstances, yeah. boom, it's like suddenly time yeah. slows down. Yeah, the mind and the body, you know, the mind and the body are protecting you. So it, it protected me on that one. And the other time I almost drowned, you know, so, oh. yeah. What yeah, I was there? young, man. man. You know, dude, I, I like my hubris, I dived in, I dived in. Like, oh, oh, wait a minute! You're not such a great swimmer. What are we gonna do? <laughs> and I, I bounced, I bounced my way. I just bounced my way. You know, I kept just enough. Huh? I didn't ask. It's a pool full of kids, man. And I just bounced my way down to, you know, and, and just pretty much kind of just throwing up the uh, pool water. Nobody even knew. Nobody even. Look, yeah, isn't that crazy? You know, I've probably talked to I don't know, like 600 people in the last eight years doing this podcast, right? I don't ask everybody, but I probably ask like 80% of the people, like, share a near death story, and like, yeah, 95% of the people I ask, they have one. Like, everybody's had a brush, man. It's crazy. That's that's it, and and those. I mean, that lets you know you're here for a reason. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Big time. 
Yeah. Yeah. All right, Chad, I'll, I'll ask you probably the toughest only because it may be an impossible question for you to, for you to answer, but um, so far, thus far, career highlight. Can, can you nail it down to one thing? Yeah, uh, Broadway. I was on Broadway and the president, uh, President Obama and uh, First Lady Michelle, they came to see the show. It was August Wilson, Joe Turner's Come and Gone. So that that's truly the, the highlight for me. Everything else is an uh, incredible blessing. But, you know, I came from the theater. And so to be able to do August Wilson's work on Broadway and not only that, uh, 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 I'm sorry, um, uh, Merle Streep was with them. And uh, so the Secret Service snatched them up afterwards. And uh, Merrill came backstage. And I just saw this woman coming towards me. And then she just kissed me in the mouth. And she was crying. And she said, you're an amazing actor. And I said, oh, my God. And then that's when I was like, no, forget the president. You're the president of actors. So... <laughs> Thank you for that experience. And she was explaining that the Secret Service had to snatch them up and that they wanted to come backstage. So that was that that was the tops for me. Yeah, that's uh that's incredible. Is that something that you'd go back to or are you are you on the screen? Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. You know, it's just challenging to do it because you know, you have you got that one take. You don't get the you don't get take one, two, three, four, you go. Go. No, well, as far as the work itself, that's not hard. You know, it's just the time demand and the oh. pay scale is is a different animal. So I got to get some of these blockbuster movies and and get this podcast to sky through the roof, and, and then, then I'll have I'll have playtime. So yeah. I'll be able to do like Denzel does. You know, that <laughs> that's what I aspire to, and and Willem Dafoe and folks like that. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's great, man. Thank you again, Chad, for, for joining us uh, here in Vancouver. You're easy to find online. You're just, just simply your name, Chad L. Coleman on both that's Twitter correct. and Instagram. I can't wait uh, for your podcast to see what's kind of up your sleeve. Yes, indeed. You're going to love it, man. You know? Yeah, I look, just, I look forward to it. Yeah. This, you know, no angles, just real, honest, good, connective conversation and people being uh, you know, but just being authentic, nobody's performing, everybody, you, you just get to peek inside that kind of realism and, and uh, people who are secure with themselves to share things. And it's really wonderful. It's yeah. sort of like Tyler Smiley or, or, um, or Charlie Rose kind of vibe. Right, right. Well, we look forward to a little more silliness. <laughs> April 16, and we're going to be able to actually get into the Zoom as well and, and hang out, which is very cool. Be great, and you can ask your favorite star a question. Yes, yeah, to do that. All right, if, if you so choose. Thank you, brother. Appreciate you, man. The Toddcast Podcast. Follow on Instagram and Twitter at Toddcast Podcast.